0: Welcome to the Boston University Future Ready Podcast. We'll be discussing all things related to individualized learning and preparing youth for college, career, and beyond. We're a production out of the Boston University Center for Future Readiness. I'm your host, Aaron Jakes, a Boston University educational research scientist. I'm joined by my co-host, BU professor Dr. Scott Solberg, and BU research scientist Dr. Chong Park.
1: On this podcast, we engage in conversation, reflections, and discussions with and for educators, family, and community members, policymakers, and all those interested in supporting all youth in becoming ready to take on the future.
0: Today, we'll talk about the specific objectives behind the PCAP and how it was developed to address multiple aspects of a young person's development to set them up for future success. So, the IOP or PCAP has three different domains that address different aspects of a young person's life. In its creation, it was the intent that the PCAP lessons and activities address one or multiple of these domains, ensuring that no single domain dramatically outweighs the others. So, let's get into these three different domains, and Scott and Sean learn a little bit more about how they show up in the different activities or collaborative efforts. So, we have personal social, or self-exploration, Career development or exploration, and then the academic, college, and career planning or
2: future planning domain. Can
0: we describe the domains or the type of activities that you might find associated with them?
2: Sure. So let's. For those that are just jumping in, and this might be your first uh, podcast you're hearing from us. So IOP stands for individualized learning plan, which is kind of a generic and a name that nobody really likes about some of these personalized um, career and academic plan processes. So PCAP is just that personalized career and academic plans. But if you're in a particular state around the country, you'll find that your state probably has their own name. So in Massachusetts, where we are out of Boston, it's called My Career and Academic Plan. Um, So the the idea here in terms of these three domains is that we have a self-exploration area where in Massachusetts, we really focus on social-emotional learning. And we'll come back to that in a moment and hear from Chong about some of the work that that the center's been doing on that. But um, the other two, then career exploration and then this whole management, career planning and management, getting ready for post-secondary, getting ready for career, getting ready for life success. The reason why we have divided in these three domains is because traditional career development has always skipped over the self-exploration part. Um, Usually, you can imagine, we start with an interest assessment, and the interest assessment says, look, your personality type is aligned with certain careers doesn't always talk about the personality type. It goes directly to the careers. And so you've skipped over the who am I and are focusing more on where can I go and what are the different opportunities. And what we're finding now, of course, I think we're all aware that people are going to live to probably 100 years old um, for a 15, 16, 17, 18 year old to kind of have a decision about where they're going and what they're doing. Not really that, seems that relevant, doesn't seem that meaningful. So what we wanna do is focus on the skill building. How do I learn about who I am and how, what my skills are, my talent, this emerging sense of identity, how can it transfer into a wide range of future opportunities? And then we can start to backward map. If I do find something really exciting in the future, what are the things I need to start doing now in the planning process, um, whether it's in high school and college? Um, to begin pursuing it, and what can I learn more in depth about those particular occupational opportunities? And so um, so these three domains is trying to really help balance a set of skills that the individual has to be able to find out who I am as a starting point, the, the career exploration, which is then what are the different opportunities I have, which also gets talked about as the where am I going, um, and then the next part of planning is, is what do I need to do to get there? How do I how do I start positioning my learning opportunities and start having, proactively seeking out those learning opportunities that align to my interests and goals. And so that's kind of the big piece on that. But I think the big one that, therefore, out of this is the self-exploration domain. I think that's the one that we're often missing because it's not been really a traditional part of the career development process. And I think, um, Chong, maybe you could talk about I mean, We have been focusing it as being a social-emotional learning as a, as a core component to that, and if you want to talk a little bit about the work that we've been doing to try to understand that, and then we can come back and talk about some nice things that um, our Castle has done. We'll introduce Castle more in depth. Uh, some of the things they've done to help us in this area as well, and certainly we. And then Aaron, maybe you can talk about some of the lessons that we've developed off of Castle's work. John, so. what, what tells you know you've been involved now internationally, which is pretty exciting um, activity that you've been leading. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, so this uh, collaborative uh, research um, started in, back in 2018 with a professor in uh, Italy uh, at the University of Padova and Scott um, Silberg and myself to investigate the, the nature and value of the, um, the how educators perceive um, social and emotional learning and then how that uh, connects to career development. So we've been working with more than 20 countries across the the world. To also highlight uh, a lot of them are coming from um, African continent as well and then uh, representing the global south. So we are really trying to understand how educators across different cultures um, and values uh, conceptualize Uh, social and emotional learning and how they are intervening uh, with educators and students in their countries. So we have been really, um, you know, using a qualitative method uh, as a starting point to, um, you know, collect information about the perceptions of educators and then we analyzed across the countries and uh, right now, we are actually writing a book together to uh, write those up, as well as um, some of the countries, they did design interventions based on the results of the, uh, the educators' survey. So uh, we are working on writing that um, book uh, chapters, and then uh, we are hoping to share that result in the future.
2: Uh, it's, it's really an exciting project, and I think part of where it really connects back for us is it gives us a deeper Richness of understanding when we start looking at, at social emotional learning skills from different cultures, things like empathy, forgiveness, restorative justice. When you start looking at different countries with with a lot more violence, with a lot of youth unemployment, you start focusing on words like hope, purpose, um, and that whole sense of future become more important than the word career. Um, and so it's really helped us to start thinking in a more in depth way. I think around a lot of these these concepts that we've taken for granted, in, you know, in terms of our Western uh, way of thinking. The other thing that it's done, and this, this comes back to CASEL. Castle's the Collaborative on Academic Social-Emotional Learning um, out of Chicago, and they've, they've put together some amazing meta-analyses and other research and programs around SEL, and what they've got really strong data on is, is that social-emotional skills make a better classroom. So certainly at the elementary level, there's a lot of engagement around SEL because we're trying to help youth learn how to work together, communicate, self-regulate, and manage their behaviors. In middle school, we've got other data coming out of some of the researchers with Castle that's really showcasing the fact that, that it's a foundation for mental health. And as we all know with COVID, right, that mental health issues are something, it's like on the top of our list. So these same skill sets that are helping make the better classroom become the foundation for um, better mental health. And then what we, they've recently done is aligned it with workforce readiness skills. And we've got states like Kansas and Delaware, Wisconsin that are on this. But the idea is these very advanced social-emotional learning skills, which we refer to as human skills, right? These are the deep human skills that we need in a fourth industrial revolution um, of work. These are the very skills that our employers are saying they need the most. Um, in fact, with our work with Sociedad Latina, where, we, where we're here today, but also that we collaborate with on lesson design, in looking at cybersecurity is one of the things the youth are really interested in, which is exciting to see middle schoolers saying they want to learn hacking. But we downplayed the hacking part, but we certainly went into the cybersecurity. And one of the amazing things on the job ad was half the skills were human skills. And, and then even listening to some of the role models on YouTube said, look, you'll, they'll teach you the coding. But you got to have these human skills. These are the things that are really hard in um, transfer. So what we're, we're excited about is, is that when we think about the personalized career and academic plan, we are focusing a lot of attention on, on that self-exploration because their ability to become aware of those skills is critical for them to be able to think about them the future world of work. And I think, Erin, um, we've got some, we've been able to build some pretty exciting lessons around that and Round the Castle um, piece together. So maybe you can give a little insight into that.
0: Yeah, I think in terms of self-exploration, one of the things that we've uh, recently begun to focus on specifically with my work with BPS is thinking about uh, self-exploration in terms of identity development, thinking about self-exploration in terms of support networks that students have, their families, their communities, the other folks that are there to support them and their success, and thinking about the skills and strengths that they bring to the table from a place of cultural wealth, um, from a place of community wealth, all of these other aspects are things that we've begun to design activities and conversations about um, in the self-exploration domain
2: specifically. Mm -hmm. And BPS means...
0: Boston Public Schools. Okay, the
2: Boston Public Schools, great. And and the stuff we're building is actually available um, as a free access resource, right? Good. So one of the cool things we did on this, one of the Who Am I activities, and I think we can showcase how it starts with self-exploration, moves to career exploration, and then planning as well. So you've got all three domains in a three-sequence set. But the first lesson is just helping you know the youth to find for themselves what are those uh, workplace workforce readiness skills that they feel they have using this castle beautifully um, set of skills that they've identified and they've gotten it from employers. So these are the ones employers are asking for, and then they can use that in in their lesson two. They go into building a resume, so they're actually starting to focus on putting their skills down into that place, and then they go off into um, ONET in, in this case because ONET lets them just explore those skills directly to see how many of their skills align to how many occupations. And we've had youth come back saying, I've got 500 occupations on my list. Well, who would have known that the talent they have that's already there is aligning so strongly with many, many different opportunities. And that's what we're wanting them to have, to see themselves as potential, to see themselves as having skill sets that they should be continuing to invest in. And so we're kind of pushing them and moving them along in a gentle way Um, to realize they're talented, and and this talent belongs in the world of work.
0: Yeah, I think that provided a pretty solid overview of some of the different activities in each of the domains and a description of those domains in general. Mm -hmm. Check out our other NTK episodes for quick content related to future readiness, or look for our deep dive episodes where we'll be bringing on special guests to discuss specific topics. Make sure you're following the BU Center for Future Readiness on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, like the video if you enjoyed it, and comment what else you'd like us to discuss or any special guests you think we should have on. We definitely want to hear from our listeners. Thanks for tuning in.